Hello and welcome to the Vlogging Pod. Tonight we are joined by author Lizzie Gale. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so let me start off right and let me ask you about discussing what you are going into a trance to enter your character's head. Tell me how that works for you. <laughs> that makes it sound so weird. I guess it is weird, but um, so <laughs> I am um, I, I'm a psychic. I, I'm a practicing psychic, so I'm going to get that out of the way right away. And um, that I kind of opened to that after I started writing. So the writing came first. But um, what I didn't realize at the time that I was kind of doing was getting into this, I guess you'd call it a meditative state. And um, I am a pantser, not a plotter. So, um, and I've tried plotting, but it just, it does not happen well for, it doesn't work well for me. And um, I just, I get into the character's head. I also have a theater background, so that helps too. And it's almost like, I mean, I'm watching a movie and I'm just recording what's happening as it happens um, from that person's point of view. So. That, that's my rough draft. Obviously, I edit afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually interesting, though. Um, well, since we're talking about your characters' minds, let's take a moment and find out more about the Blissful End. This is book three in the Dijin series. They're Jane. Jane. Okay, Jen. 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 Yeah. Oh, God, my God. The D silent. The D silent. <laughs> Um, the gen and I told myself when I wrote this too, this is why I try not to do two things at the same time. Um, so, <laughs> so um, tell us how the book came, the, the series came about, and then tell us about this latest book, if you wouldn't mind. Sure, of course. Um, so, at the time, I knew that I love you know paranormal because I like reading it, I like writing it, the whole thing, and I had just finished writing um, a book. A demon angel book, um, which I actually had out and is no longer available in print, but it was when I was writing YA. And then I said, okay, I want to do something new and I don't want to do the same old characters. And I was trying to think, so I started looking things up. There used to be this really cool site online. I don't think it exists anymore, unfortunately, because um, this started a long time ago, but I think it was like the Monsterpedia or something like that. Um, and it had all these different paranormal creatures. So I was just kind of thumbing through it. And <clears throat> I heard this kind of, you know, character in my head as writers do. And uh, she sounded a lot like the demon that I had written. And I thought, but that's not right. So I started researching and looking and I realized, oh, she's a djinn, um, a jinny, And she which for those of you that aren't familiar, the djinn are basically genies. Um, so what we, you know, in pop culture would call a genie. So, you know, think Aladdin or, or I dream of genie or whatever. But then when I start researching uh, what they really are, um, it comes from um, the, the Arab world and they are um, very powerful beings and they're supposed to, they can be either you know, 
good or bad. They don't have to be always bad or whatever. And they can be captured, which is where the whole idea came from, you know, with the genie and the lamp. Um, and uh, so people would tie them to an object and then the object and then they would control the genie or the djinn. Right. So that's where the idea came from. And um, so the first one was Leela was my first Jenny. And so the Binding Stone, which is the first book, is from her perspective. And it's her story of how she was captured and um, kind of made into a slave, basically. Um, and there were two uh, other Jen with her from the beginning. And they each subsequently have their own book. Um, and of course, all the characters are in there, but the final book is The Blissful End, which just came out. And uh, it is from the perspective of Mira, who is another Jen. Um, and she uh, is, she was really fun to write. <laughs> so <laughs> it was good. Cool. She, um, she has less compunction about uh, doing what needs to be done. Nice. <laughs> That sums it up pretty Thank good. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Now, is this going to be the last? Your is this going to be the last in the series, or do you have any plans to continue on with it? It it is the last in the trilogy. It's a trilogy. Um, the last one that I had planned. Um, you know, if there was call for it, it's it's a huge world. Obviously, there's more I could do with it. But for now, I'm putting it on hold and calling that the end, the blissful end. And um, <laughs> I am uh, working on um, my other series that is also with CDL. So um, that's that's what I'm working on right now. Nice. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you're working on right now then, since you mentioned it? Sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have another series. It is actually sci-fi romance, um, very spicy. Um, it is uh, with Mystic Owl, which is an imprint at City Owl Press. And the first book is called um, Love at 20,000 Leagues. And it's in, it's, the series is called the Fantasy Resort Series. So it's basically these fantasy futuristic resorts. Um, the first one is underwater. Um, and obviously from the title, I guess. <laughs> but um, it's, it's kind of a mix of genres, actually. It's, it's, part thriller, part mystery as well, mm -hmm. um, which I've gotten good feedback on from readers that they were surprised by that, but they thought it was cool. And um, the second book is going to be out in August, and that one is called A Matter of Time, and it's actually a time travel resort um, that goes back to 1888 and gets stuck there. So um, that's that's what that series is about. Well, since we're, we're listening to what type of series you're writing and what's coming from you and next on the next platter, um, I'm most curious to hear about the types of research that you do to create your worlds for your books. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, and I think a lot of writers like to joke about, you know, being on the FBI's most wanted list <laughs> because of our circus. Yeah. And that might apply. I don't know. I, I sometimes wonder, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I looking at now? Because um, there is like sabotage and, you know, in 20,000 Leagues, there's murder, there's AI stuff. Um, the cool thing is I kind of, he, I don't even think he realizes it, but I use my husband. I pick his brain. <laughs> 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 he's, he's, uh, 
he's a brilliant guy and he's a scientist and engineer and he works on kind of next level technology. So um, I, you know, when I'm doing sci-fi, obviously I can kind of like be like, so what, you know, does this exist? What's happening with this kind of thing? And so that's a good resource for me that not a lot of people have, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have researched everything from like right now, for example, I just started book three in fantasy resorts and that's taking place in unexplored area of Greenland um, okay. and the Arctic kind of. And so the last thing I did was look up um, pictures, um, aerial shots, just to kind of get like the lay of the land and that sort of thing, the feel of it. Right. But um, I'm also trying to contact um, uh, the uh, Inuit tribe that is out there to get some information on the mythology. I want to make sure everything is, you know, appropriate and, and, you know, verified and all that, because I do want to use some of the mythology in it. Well, that's interesting. So basically a lot of what you're doing is you, you focus more on what you can find online about your destinations, correct? Have you ever found... Mm -hmm. Have you ever found that a place that you have went to has enhanced your, you just felt, oh my gosh, this has to be in a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably, probably more my imagination. I, I, I hate to say that. I have definitely used places that I've been. Um, the example would be I lived in Tucson for five years and um, that is the area, although the, the town itself is fictitious, that's the area that I used in the book that's coming in August, A Matter of Time. Um, and uh, I worked at Old Tucson Studios. I did all the like the cowboy stunt show type stuff. And um, it was so much fun and such a big part of my life that it was really fun to kind of revisit that and use the things that I, I did know from that time period um, in order to, to build this book. So that, that was kind of a fun way to do that. Tell me about your cover work. Now, I read that a piece of uh, fan work became one of your covers. Tell me how that happened. Oh, gosh, that was um, one of my YA covers. Um, that was, I was writing under a different name, um, Young Adult, and that's how I started. And um, I love it when, that's like one of my things is that I love fan art. Um, that That would be like, the best thing ever if people wanted to do that. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I, had, I had a, um, a book called Winging It and um, I had it up on Wattpad for a long time. This was quite a while ago. Um, and then I, I decided to self-publish it um, because the, you know, Everybody was, it was great. It got a great reception. Um, but one of the um, things that uh, I got from one of the fans of it was uh, a cover that they created for it. And I thought that was just so cool. Um, it is unfortunately not the current cover because marketing, but uh. um, I love it. And I, that will always be very special to me. So um, yeah, that's that's the story. Well, cool. Well, you know, sometimes um, I've had a little bit of fan art given to me, and it's like, it's really flattering so much how much work they put into it. And you're like, wow, 
And the fact that someone yeah. loved your work so much that they wanted to actually create a cover version for you. That's awesome. I mean, that's astounding. It really is. I, I just am flabbergasted by that. And um, when people, when it touches people that much where they really get into it and they see the characters as real kind of, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about really. And it makes me so happy when I hear from people like that. So, yeah. So let's dive just a little deeper into what I read you call your creative spirit. I understand, <laughs> no, I like how I phrased it a little bit there. I understand that your journey started a decade ago. You care to share a little bit about how that happened? And I hope I didn't aid you too much on that. I'm just, I'm just, I swear, I'm only oh. doing what I researched. I swear. <laughs> no, it's not a problem. I'm, okay. I have no problem with that. Yes, I am what they call a dinosaur, especially on no, TikTok. No, um, I, you're not. I'm 40, 48 years old. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm proud of it, and it's perfectly fine. Um, and uh, yeah, I started writing professionally over a decade ago now. And uh, I mean, you know, I was writing my whole life, but it was always something that was on the back burner, like, oh, someday I'm going to do that. Well, <clears throat> I had been a stay-at-home mom and I decided that, you know, I, it was time to get a job again. And it had been like a decade at that point. And I thought, you know, I was applying for jobs and I was kind of like, every time I put in an application, I was like, oh God, I don't really want to do this. <laughs> and uh, I wasn't getting a lot of, you know, interest because not a lot of people want somebody who hasn't been working for 10 years. And I thought, you know, instead of doing this, if I'm going to get rejected anyway, I might as well be doing what I love. Right. So I decided to sit down and treat it like a business and learn the whole thing learn, you know, the craft, learn the business side and all that. So I did. And I gave myself goals that I set and I treated it like a full-time job. And um, lo and behold, I was able to get my first agent who was a fairly big agent at the time, um, probably still is, um, and uh, not too long after that. So I was very lucky. And once I started, like my big thing was I didn't, can I write a whole book? Can I write a novel? That was my question. And as soon as I did one, it was like the floodgates opened and I just could not stop writing. <laughs> it was like everything from all those years bent up. And my friends would tease me. They'd be like, oh, I blinked and Lisa wrote another book, you know? <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so we still joke about that, but um, it's good because that's why I'm able to put out, you know, so many. Um, and uh it's so it went from there I have had two agents we've split amicably but my own personal journey I've found that I'm happier in a happier place with the small press that's my happy spot so I don't really need that at this point um and I'm also doing adult now I was doing YA as I said for years um I had I don't know maybe seven books published before that I think so. I, I'd have to sit there and count, and I'm not going to do that right now. But, um, <laughs> but then I switched, switched to adult, and I'm using the name Lizzie Gale, which I love. And um, it's very freeing and a lot of fun because I can write very spicy stuff, very dark stuff, and it's okay. So, <laughs> so that's where I am right now. When you were writing the, the children's books, were they full novels, novellas? 
um, full novels. Uh, And um, I had a trilogy, The Demon Angel, one I was talking about, Soul Crossed. And that was with Full Fathom 5. And I have the rights back, but I haven't done anything with it at the moment, which is bad. No. Um, (laughs) um, I self-published a couple. I have one that's a horror YA that is with um, Burroughs, I believe. Um, called the Gallows House, um, yeah. So all over, but I mean, I've done everything from poetry, and I'm talking like kids' poetry. Think, you know, um, you know, Shel Silverstein style mm-hmm. or Dr. Seuss style poems and magazines and stuff, all the way through, um, you know, extremely spicy adult mm-hmm. romance. So I've done like kind of the whole gamut. Right. <laughs> what do you what between the between the differences in genres, which do you find harder? And I know that some people might say, oh, well, it could be the adult, but writing for children can be difficult as well. So how do you figure, which oh, one would you weigh? Which one have you found that is a lot harder and, you know what I mean, in writing it for the particular Yeah, story? no, that's a, that's a great question. And people, a lot of people do, they think, oh, look how easy it must be to write a picture book. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> yeah. But I am to tell you that is like the hardest thing in the universe. I will never be able to write a successful picture book. I have tried and failed. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> I, I give great kudos to those who can do it. Um, it is it is definitely an art form. Um, yeah, children's is harder because there are more limits um, on vocabulary, for example, on, you know, depending what age group you're talking Mm -hmm. about, of course. Um, I liked YA because it was sort of the sweet spot of you, you're not limiting anyone because, you know, you don't talk down to teenagers, they think for themselves. (laughs) (laughs) And um, a lot of people make that mistake, unfortunately, but that that's a big one, let me tell you. And um, so that was really good. But then I also, I I prefer the adult now because like I said, it kind of opens everything up and you don't have to worry about, oh, gatekeepers or, um, you know, any problems within, um, you know. (laughs) Right. I get you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I would think the uh, choosing the right words for the age groups would be the most challenging. I really do. But I, I see what you're saying about the YA because that would open it up a lot, lot more. You know what I'm saying? Because their, their vocabulary is yes. a lot grown, you know? And um, Yes, no, definitely. And usually yeah. they tell and us I'm what they know. <laughs> usually teenagers <laughs> tell us what we should know. You know, hey, don't you know this word? That is true. <laughs> <laughs> so with it's all uh, true. Well, right, right. So with plotting, I read that you say your characters do as they want. Explain that to me. <laughs> um, again, I think that's common among writers, but um, yeah, they do. They, you know, I'll think, oh, how am I going to get out of this? Like, that doesn't work, but I keep writing, and then the character does something completely unexpected. Um, it's, it sounds crazy unless you are a writer and then you get it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where that's maybe why plotting just doesn't work for me because they're like, you know, kids, I mean, you know, I have three kids, so I know, but they're, 
they're kind of like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that because you want me to. That's not how I would act, you know? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but then somehow it always Oops. works out. And I don't know if it's my subconscious or what, but it, it's, you know, it, somehow it makes everything work like what they decide to do. Right. Um, you know, there, there was a character who got killed off, unfortunately, but it happened. It was such a surprise that um, not only did it take me by surprise, but it took my main character by surprise <laughs> because if we had known, then we probably would have stopped it from happening. Yeah. <laughs> but once it was down on the page, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that has to happen. So. Right. Well, our timer went off, but I want to ask you one final question. Um, occasionally, I like to find a phrase you said, um, my guest, and that happens to be you. <laughs> so I occasionally, <laughs> I like to find a phrase, something that you've said, and find out what uh, you meant by it. Is it okay if I quote you? Sure, I'm a little scared, but go ahead. No, no, it's nothing bad, I swear. I swear. Um, so I want to know what the quote means. Um, write what scares you. What exactly did you uh -huh. mean by that quote? Okay, so um, that is my favorite piece of writing advice. Um, okay. And um, I, I've seen it many places, but it came to me from Libba Bray, who I just absolutely idolize. Um, and to me, what that means is free yourself. Don't try to second guess. Don't try turn off your internal editor. Um, if you're afraid to go there either in subject matter or style or tone or anything like that, do it because how else are you going to grow if you don't try it and you don't get out of your comfort zone and that goes for anything. It doesn't even have to be writing. Then you're never going to grow. You're never going to move on and, and learn and keep going because you, whatever you do, you should never get to that point where you just feel like, yeah, I'm as good as it's going to get because there's always more. Right. I can get so that, that. You know, I can get yeah. behind that. I want to thank you so much for being on the program, even going through my little editing errors here. <laughs> so my apologies. Um, sometimes trying to do a new platform is a little more challenging. Um, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there and we're going to keep growing. That's my plan. And I want to thank you so much Absolutely. for trying to grow along with me tonight, <laughs> specifically. Oh, <laughs> um, thank spe you. Thank you for having me. Oh, I really appreciate a, it. It was a pleasure. You were spectacular. You are a generous person. You were very giving to me tonight for you know, putting up with me. So I greatly oh. appreciate it. Um, I Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't even try it. No, no. I was saying it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd love to have you back on. You, like I said, your books seem awesome. Your cover work is fantastic. Um, I wish that I could show images in the room because people would not believe how great and glorious and colorful they are. Um, so please come back anytime. We'd love to have you. I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, again, um, a couple weeks ago, we reached over 1K downloads, and we are continually growing. 
And like I said, we were offered to be a part of different platforms, which we will try to get accomplished, I promise to you, because I want to bring everyone that comes on this show to higher avenues and open you up to different places where you will be heard and your voice will be given wings to fly out there on the media with. So thank you so much, everyone, for being here tonight. Thank you every night that you come in. It is such an honor to be with you. Have a great evening, everyone. Talk to you later. Have a good one. Bye-bye for now.